how to behave ourselves on the story. But y'all know what we thinking right now. <laughs> I'm ready for the night. I got a little uh, extra energy. I don't know what might come out of my mouth tonight. As your kids, tell them to sit their bad asses down so we're grown folks in here talking. <laughs> T-G-I-M. Hey everybody, it's your girl Claudia Jordan. After a week off, we are back with another brand new fresh episode of TGIF. Now we are here to spill the tea and break down some of the biggest headlines in the news and on social media. So please sit back, relax, grab yourself a cocktail or tea or whatever it is you want to put in your mouth and get ready for the show. Now, please welcome multimedia personality and talk show host, Funky Dineva. Happy Thanksgiving, everybody. What are you supposed to say when you come back from Thanksgiving break? Happy Christmas. Happy happy holidays. Yeah, there you go. Happy holidays, everybody. Happy holidays to you as well, sir. (laughs) And please welcome brand strategist Al Reynolds. What's up, Al? What's going on, Claudia? I am so good. I see you have uh, no glasses on. Did you get your eyes fixed? I had surgery. <laughs> they put me under. They done took the old lens out. They put a new lens in. So I went from 2070 vision to 2015. That's how bad it was. I never have to ah. have it done again. Is so it like Lasix? It's it's beyond. It's uh, Lasix is like uh, junior varsity compared to this. This is real deal. They, they put you to sleep. So okay. one eye is like super sharp and the other eye, you all still blurry. I can't see not much. Okay. So I get the other eye done on our next uh, in a couple of weeks. So I'm super excited. It's changed my life. Look how thick my glasses were. Like, look how strong they were. You see that? Yeah, you was wow. giving old, old granny librarian. <laughs> <laughs> well, that is no more. So now I can see what the hell's going on. So how's everybody feeling? What y'all do during the uh, the break? How's y'all break? I'm still eating leftovers. Uh, shouts out to T.S. Madison's mom, Miss Mary. You know, uh, Maddie is from Miami. And she came home and Miss Mary cooked and they allowed me to participate with their family. And when I tell you that woman cooked the house down, there is not a black soul food dish uh, uh, alive that we did not have at Miss Mary's house. I had a wonderful Thanksgiving. Is Mary. that where you got all your leftovers from? You yes, that's, leftovers where, that's where I got the, the majority. I got the majority of it. Then I got another friend. You know, cooked some dressing and gave me a big ziplock full of dressing. And another friend cooked ham, gave me a big ziplock full of ham. So I'm I'm good to go. I got enough food in here for a zombie apocalypse. Like I'm good. <laughs> <laughs> very good, very good. Al, how was your Thanksgiving? You know, my my Thanksgiving was uh, a whole lot of funerals. I think mm-hmm. we shared on the last show. You know, my last living aunt on my mother's side, last living uncle on my dad's side. But let me tell you, the great thing about it is funerals bring all your families together. So because one was on Monday and one was on Tuesday, I got to see both of my families on my dad's side and my mom's side for Thanksgiving. So it ended up turning, uh, you know, a very unfortunate situation to a very fortunate situation. So I had a nice time. Very good. Try make take making a, a positive out of a negative. What did you and KJ do? Um, this is the first year I didn't go home to see my family, which was kind of Thanksgiving's a weird holiday for me because it's like a special one that me and my grandmother were really, really um I would go home, I would pick her up, she would scam me for money, we'd go to the casino together, and that would be our thing. And she passed away three years ago. So I kind of hate going back home now because I don't see her and I keep wanting to go by her house. So I stayed in Dallas this time. KJ had his kids and we just had a, you know, a whole thing at um, his family's house. And uh, 
Yeah, it was cool. It was cool. Except for my migraine headache because it was a day after my surgery, two days after my surgery. I was about to say, I know you didn't cook because the people, you know, I did an Instagram post that said, tag a celebrity that you won't eat from. I saw that bullshit. You know what's crazy? I really can cook. And well, I, I thought was, you could cook. Yeah, I've seen you cook on your on your um, Instagram. And, and I was on story. Chopped. I, I was on Celebrity Chopped and I almost won. Like I was down to me and uh, Karina from Dance with the Stars and I got robbed because one of the judges liked her. So I'm just going to leave it at that. I'm going to cook for y'all one day. How about that? Let's do it. All right, let's jump into some hot topics. Stacey Abrams uh, announced today that she's running for governor in 2022. The Associated Press reported the announcement will most likely set up a rematch between Abrams and Republican Governor Brian Kemp. What are your thoughts? It's the payback time, I think. I'm I'm super duper excited and I honestly feel in my heart of hearts that she is going to get it this time because she was so close last time. I think minority groups are going to be super energized. And quite frankly, I think there are a lot of people in Georgia who are tired of Brian Kemp. Some of those people who were on the fence, he has really showed his racist ways. And I think those on the fence voters or those voters that got a little bit of voter regret are going to vote for Stacey Abrams this go round. Brian Kemp also pissed off some of the Trump supporters with uh, not handing the election on over, uh, handing uh, Georgia over to uh, Trump like he could. But, you know, Trump got mad about that. They didn't put, use his influence. Al, what do you think about Stacey Abrams running for governor? And do you think she'll win this time? Uh, you know, I think this couldn't have come at a better time, her announcing this. Um, as you know, we haven't, there's no other Democratic uh, candidate that's come forward to announce their uh running so she'll be running single ticket hopefully and the republicans are all in uproar like you said because of the confusion around um camp and what he did with the donald trump support so hey i think it's time i think it's time for georgia to do what georgia should have done many many years ago what do you think about herschel walker though running against uh reverend warnock who do you think will win that because uh, brother against brother you got the reverend against a football star i don't fool with that herschel you see his son on the internet, his son that goes hard. And, and, and that old weird ass son of his. I don't, I don't fool up with him. Herschel Walker was on my season of um, Celebrity Apprentice. We'll leave it at that. I'll just say that he was always greasy. Let's just say that. Okay. Greasy. All right. Always greasy. Always greasy. You know them old school movies like with Roots and all that? Everybody was just greasy all the time. I'm like, you ain't working that hard. Okay, anyways, let me shut up. All right, let's get into this. Over 200 people have signed a petition <laughs> to stop Will and Jada Pinkett Smith from doing any more interviews. People are over it. They don't want to hear any more about their business and about how Will Smith be throwing up after he has sex. People believe the couple have overshared way too much of their personal lives. What are your thoughts on the idea of the petition? And would you like to add y'all's signature to this petition to stop the Smiths from this recklessness? You know, I think this petition is funny as hell. Now, listen, I'm not going to go out of my way to find it. But if you put it in front of me right now, I actually would just sign it real quick and go on about my business. <laughs> Here's what Will and, J- and Jada got to understand. This, this has got to hurt. They're not reading the room and people are honestly saying to them, they're looking them in the face and saying, we don't like y'all right now. Like 
We don't care. We don't like y'all. Y'all are weird as hell. You're freaking us out. Like we, we would just like it if y'all would disappear and go back to being regular. Now, I don't know if that's Scientology. Don't mess them up or if they ran there eating vegan. I don't know what it is that got them acting up. But they something ain't right. Something ain't right right now. And I think it, I think it might be some voodoo hoodoo on that on that red table. That don't got into their family and got them telling all their business. Mm. Al, you sign the petition or not? No, so I have a confession. Um, I am one of the six thousand, Claudia. The petition uh, number is up to six thousand now. I was I signed it when it was at four thousand. I actually signed a petition, and let me tell you the reason why I signed a petition. I signed a petition because I've always, and I've said this before on the show, uh, Will and Jada have always been black royalty to me. You know, uh, Will Smith was the king of the box office. July fourth, he always dropped the movie, and he was just like untouchable to me in my mind. And what they're doing right now just kind of reeks of desperado to me and clout chasing. But let me tell you, this is an interesting thing. The interesting thing is, now we down for Jada. Jada has always messed with the Black blogs and all of that. But now the Black blogs are starting to cover Will, and we've never seen that before. Will was always the talent that was in the People magazines and the Us and the Us magazines and stuff like that. He was always in the high cotton. And now we see him down in the black blogs and we're looking at him in a different way. So it's almost like, you know, when you're falling from your grace, you always run back to the, the, the community to support you when you don't feel as high as you used to be. I just feel like they could, they could spend less time um, sharing about their lives. Let me just imagine the old Will and Jada. Again, not reading the room. We liked you better before. We're hearing about you throwing up during sex. Like, and some of the stories are just gross. Mm-hmm. And a lot of it is just useless information. You know what I'm saying? Right. It'd be different. It'd be different. And, you know, I can understand them talking about him and her and Cherie, you know, co-parenting. That's information people can use. You know what I'm saying? Oh, oh, you know, I'm in that situation. You throwing up after sex. You, you know, uh, you it had so much sex that it made you vomit when you would come. You, Climax. I'm sorry, Axel. <laughs> down and they, no, they probably was in the heaven and certainly so late, certainly so late. Uh, sex or <laughs> what? They, oh, hold on now. What? Yeah, what, what is he man? doing? That he having sex so hard, he throwing up. He said he was doing it so much, like he started to like he would have a physically, he would be physically ill. When he would climax, like he would sometimes vomit. And from doing, some, it so was, much, doing it so much to with who? I don't know. A hush fell over Jerusalem. <laughs> uh, he's throwing up. Chris Cuomo has, have y'all ever thrown up during sex? Or Only after what I was drinking too much. Actually, I have. I can believe that. But, it, but but it's because I was drunk and the room started spinning. That I mean, have um, y'all ever done something where you're like, that was nasty? I'm disgusted with myself. Al, I know that's a yes for you. Don't do that to me. Oh, mm, mm, yeah, probably so. Yeah. But sometimes when I get in that zone, I just I can't get out of the zone. So whatever goes down just might have to go down. You know what I mean? Um, You know, I'm very conservative. He's a man who shits behind dumpsters. I mean, duties behind dumpsters. (laughs) (laughs) You have a gentleman caller, threesomes, gentleman callers. 
And we be having conservative sex, okay? Samoans, you be having Samoans, Real 700 Club, real Bible study. You had a man choking you up a balcony. What are you saying right now? But what I'm saying is when it comes to that, I'm not into all that wisdom. Give me regular sex. I, I have regular sex. I don't do all that crazy stuff. Um, I did have somebody do something very nasty to me, but we can't discuss that on air. I'll tell y'all about commercial break. What? Like we can't, I mean, it's just it's too graphic for, for this program. So um, basically, he'll have sex with anybody, but it'll just be regular sex. <laughs> not just anybody. That sounds like both of y'all, actually. Most bodies, not anybody. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> you know what? Speaking of, let's move on. This is just going to get us in trouble. Uh, Chris Cuomo has been suspended indefinitely from his position at CNN after new details emerge about how he helped his brother Andrew Cuomo during his sexual harassment scandal. Now, it's been reported that the new documents released by the New York Attorney General's office reveal that Cuomo allegedly used his media sources to gain information about his brother's accusers. He was also allegedly in contact with Andrew's top aide. Now, Cuomo allegedly pressed sources for information on his brother's accusers and reported back to the uh, governor's staff. And he was active in helping craft their responses to the charges. What are your thoughts on Chris Cuomo's suspension? And can you blame him for wanting to help his brother? I think that's a tricky situation to be in regardless of policy. What do y'all think? He did what he was supposed to do. He did what he was supposed to do. His brother was in a sticky situation. He had some resources. He lent his resources and leveraged his resources to help his brother. I I, I don't know a person alive that would not do that for a sibling or family member. Unfortunately, you know, it's unethical per his career choice or whatever the case. And it looks like it's cost him his job. But um, and I'm a little disappointed that he's in trouble because I like the Cuomo's and, and, and I don't like any scandal put on e- either of their names. But I, I, I ain't even mad. I'm not outraged. I'm not mad. I, and I honestly hope he maybe sits out for a year and is able to return to journalism. Oh, I'll miss him. Al, what do you think? You know, I think that this is this is like you said, this is something that I would have done. Uh, I would have protected my brother, um, even though he did compromise his journalistic journalistic uh, integrity by becoming a political consultant to his brother's camp. But let me share something, guys. I think something is going on over there at CNN, and I don't really know what it is, but I know that it's more than what we know. This is an opportunity. That, there's no happenstance that both Cuomo and Don Lemon are being under attack. And they're both being under attack for similar things. And they're just trying to figure out what sticks. Now, for my point of view, though, now this is just me speaking. I think this is an opportunity for CNN to rebrand and restructure. And they need to bring in some fresh new talent. And I think they need to bring in fresh new talent for Cuomo, for Don Lemon, and for Andy, uh, for uh, uh, Cooper. I mean, that's what I think. I think this whole debacle going on at CNN is forcing them to actually fish for better and new talent. I don't know. I think Cuomo and Don Lemon are at the top of their game. I think there's very few people more concise, more on point than, than the two of them. I, I love I love both of their shows. And I think it's unfortunate because, you know, when CNN would benefit from the, um, the privileged information with Cuomo at the helm and being able to tell you stuff and access to the governor, it was all good. But now I understand there's, you know, there's rules. 
Well, you I feel know, like everyone I in that position would do that same thing. I don't think I, bloggers, everyone does it. Hey, girl, heads right. up, they about to drop the story on you. Uh, it's it, That's a hard position to be in. I just want to say that I don't I, I think they're both great. You know, I've said it before. I think I, I enjoy Don. I enjoy Chris. I'm just saying CNN cannot have two very uh, one sexual on a sexual uh, assault accusation and one under a journalistic um, integrity uh, accusation on another sexual assault accusation. It just does not look good for the platform. I'm not saying that I want them to go. I'm just saying that this could be an opportunity to bring some fresh energy in there. It's frustrating because once again, on the Democratic side, there's a standard of we have to self-correct. But on the Fox News side, you see just time and time again, sexual harassment, all kinds of allegations, drugs, right. all kinds of stuff. Nothing seems to stop their host. If the numbers are high, they rock with them. And that sucks. You know, anyways, we're going to take a quick commercial break. Good segment, guys. We'll be back with more TGIF after the break. Welcome back to TGIF. We see you in the comments. Let me go ahead and read some of the comments and see what the people are saying. Uh, Shamar, look at no glasses. Shamar Iverson said, careful when you support your family. Sometimes they'll drag you down with them. That man had his immediate family to consider. Uh, Tadisha Ashley says, Claudia is cracking me up. I needed this laugh after a terrible day at work. Aw. And Will says, y'all wild tonight. I love it. Oh, Will also says, this has to be the highest rated show on Fox Soul. I think we're up there. We up there. We up there. <laughs> yeah. yeah. All right. like how Will thinks. Speaking of being wild, students at Arizona State University want killer Kyle Rittenhouse. I'm sorry, Kyle Rittenhouse withdrawn from online classes and banned from the campus. Now, several student-led organizations are referring to Rittenhouse as murderer Kyle Rittenhouse and are preparing a campus rally to encourage the university's administration to meet their demands. Now, the students say they don't feel safe knowing that a mass shooter was carelessly allowed to be admitted to the school at all. Do those students have a point? They most definitely, those students most definitely have a point, and I don't know uh, Al will probably know better because he know everything, but I don't know the law behind okay. you know how you're able to discriminate in terms of, of admissions. But if I was a school, I would not want from if I was the president of a college, I would not want my college affiliated any way, shape, or form with Kyle Rittenhouse. I would be I would be looking. The students wouldn't even have to do this because I would be finding every loophole we could to deny his admission and to distance ourselves from him. Al, what do you think? You know, number one, uh, Kyle Rittenhouse dropped out of high school. So he won't be going (laughs) to anybody's college (laughs) until he gets his GED or until he gets a high school degree. Number two, uh, we know that Arizona State issued a statement and they said he did not go through the admission process and he is not a, a student in the nursing school at all. Number three, we know that what Kyle is a part of is an open online portal where schools offer uh, classes that anybody's called non-degree classes that anybody can take. And we know that his lawyers told him to take these classes so that when he goes to court, he can say that he's enrolled in a college class, not a cop into college. Now, I am super proud, though, of those Arizona State University students for causing a protest and letting Kyle know that, listen, you can't be a killer and practice that and exercise that white privilege over here. You're not going to walk around like nothing ever happened. And if you ever do get a degree, you're not welcome here. I love that he 
didn't even graduate high school. And yet these these ridiculous um, Republicans are begging to get this killer (laughs) as their intern. So that's what you want. A college, a high school dropout that was that that has what he's found guilty. uh, I'm sorry, not guilty of of murder, but he did murder people. Let's be very clear about that. Right. Uh, But these people are tripping over themselves to to to, to get to go after this man. And they want to claim that they're not racist. Then what what uh, what then do you have in common? Why then? Is Kyle Rittenhouse of any importance to you? Because if, if it's not about race, then I mean, he killed people. Like, why why is that a value to y'all? And it's a value because he represents their core values, which is screw black people. Right. You know what was so interesting was we saw that he recently visited with Donald Trump at Marlargo yeah. and Donald Trump praised him. Yeah. said that, that he's a commendable young man and what he did was right and was very patriotic and represents the United States of America. Yeah, indeed. Well, yeah, it kind of do- it, it does, doesn't it? It does. When but was there what? a time where we, you know, what, white men have been getting away with this kind of stuff since they got here? So you know, it actually is actually not lying. He does represent America in its messed up state right now. You know, I was not getting very nervous about our next election cycle and whether Donald Trump is going to run again. But I love the fact that Jis Lane Maxwell got her ass down there to that courthouse, baby, and she is singing like a canary. And what I am hoping is that mama reveals something big enough that it cancels Trump's chances of running. That's what I'm hoping for. Well, you would think that it would. But it seems like molestation and um, it's they, they, kind of like a stamp of approval in the Republican Party for some yeah. of them. Yeah. What was the old boy's name? Um, uh, they, the, extreme, the one that got uh, accused of, of, of sleeping with the underage girl. Hey, Matt Epstein. Gates. Epstein. Matt, Epstein. Matt, Matt Gates. Gates begging oh, Kyle God. to be down with them. They, they don't bat an eye at that kind of stuff. It's so I wouldn't be surprised if they're like, eh. To think I went to school with this kid and we were in student government together. Lord, you had Lord. your chance. Of- and you have normal sex, right, Q? I do. <laughs> you know, them Florida people, they be coming out, they be in the news. <laughs> with alligators, but it's normal sex. <laughs> <laughs> All right, y'all. Uh, a few weeks ago, we spoke about the nine-year-old Ezra Blunt, who, um, after attending Astroworld with his dad, wound up in a coma. Injuries uh, sustained during the crowd surge. Unfortunately, Ezra didn't survive and he was laid to rest on Tuesday. Now it's being reported that Travis Scott offered to pay for Blunt's funeral costs, but his family has rejected the offer. The family attorney released the following statement. Your client's offer is declined. I have no doubt Mr. Scott feels remorse. His journey ahead will be painful. He must face and hopefully see that he bears some of the responsibility for this tragedy. Now, our thoughts and prayers are, of course, with Ezra's family. What are your thoughts on this and the family refusing uh, assistance with the funeral costs? I mean, I'm, I'm pretty sure it was a legal legal strategy. I'm pretty sure they were advised by their attorney to not take the money. I'm sure it's one of those things where, you know, if, if you take the money over here, it may damage what you got going on over here with your lawsuit or whatever the case may be. Um, and Ben Crump don't got a hold of this. So the, the, them people, that, that fume was paid for. The fume was paid for. It was going to get paid for. Um, and, uh, you know, I just feel bad for the family. You know, they, they probably didn't even want to hear from no damn Travis Scott. To be quite, quite honest with you, I wouldn't want to hear no damn correspondence from him if my child had died. But it's just All sad right. all the way around. Al, what do you think about this? 
You know, it, it, it is very tragic. And Q, you know exactly what it is. They can't accept money for a funeral and then have a lawsuit, whether it is criminal or civil, and expect to, to uh, take win money from the defendant in that case. The interesting thing to me, though, Claudia, is if you read this story, Ezra's family and lawyers are only asking for a million dollars in the lawsuit. A million dollars in the lawsuit. I just don't understand why um, Travis Scott's attorneys aren't being smarter about this. Settle outside of court, put this to rest, uh, kill the stories about this, because it's, it's the story around this young man that's really tugging at our heartstrings. Like, turn this act of violence into an act of kindness. We know that if you settle, that's not an admission of guilt. So why wouldn't you just give a million dollars to make this go away? It's so much easier and it's so much quicker. We could turn this page and, and we can move forward. I wonder why they're asking for so little. I know. It blew my mind. They're asking for a million dollars. Hopefully, though, with being Trump being involved, uh, he'll be able to up that number a little bit. But I was very shocked to find out that they're only asking for a million dollars in the lawsuit that they filed in the city of Houston. Do you think it's part of a bigger legal strategy uh, or are they going to get more from off the class action maybe or? I'm thinking maybe that I, I, I don't know. It's a wrongful death. Maybe there, I don't know if there's a max in that jurisdiction, but I, I, I can't believe that a child's life is worth a million dollars. He was only nine. His life expectations is in the seventies. Now they have to calculate how much he could possibly make in all those years. And it's got to be well over a million. Uh, you know, you'd be surprised with some of these lawsuits, what people are OK with to, to feel like they're being made whole. And I feel like Travis, you know, you're right. A million dollars would probably be nothing to him. But he, maybe that's his strategy of saying, I don't feel like I am responsible in this. That's probably part of his defense. You know. All right. Sad story all around. Uh, OK, moving on. Billy Porter made quite the entrance at the 2021 Fashion Awards. Cat, hold on. Sorry. <sighs> My bad. In London. Take a look. Cat's ghetto. Sorry. What do y'all think about this grant? And is it too much? Is it uh, so, uh, you know, uh, unpopular opinion? I I'm tired of Billy Porter. <laughs> I, I, I just am. And, and I have to be very careful with my words because I am a, a black gay man in media. He is a black gay man in media who, you know, is doing a lot of representation for the community. So I would never want to say anything to challenge that or damage you know the strides and the and the barriers that billy is breaking down but um can we just get a little normalcy sometimes like like sometimes can you just like go to sears or roebuck and put a suit on and walk down the red carpet like everybody else and like just be just be regular like like for the like month your sex life baby. yeah i mean can we just be regular sometimes like i would hate to go to billy porter house i bet billy porter house is junky and full of all type of decorations and knickknacks and furniture and silk flowers and shit all over the damn place it's just too much so like he showed up with the whole damn Sunday so late and they was pop lopping and dropping on the red carpet it's too merged you know what's annoying 
The fact that because he's in the community, you can't just say how you would feel if a cis person, a straight person had a horrific look on the red carpet or something that was too much. You would just be able to tear into their ass, pause, and not get any pushback. Nobody would say anything. Actually, people would laugh. But because someone's in the community, you have to like, you know, uh, you got to give a disclaimer because, listen, when you have an opinion about an individual's outfit, it's about that individual. We can all sit here and acknowledge the great things he's done, but that does not mean that his, we can't say his outfit was doing a lot. I right. Think, Al, what do you think? Did you like I it? it? I think in this case, it, it's, it's not just his outfit anymore. Now, Claudia and Q, we've all walked the red carpet. And when you come on that red carpet and people are feeling you and all your antics, the, the photographers are yelling at you. The people are yelling at you. If, if production can put that clip back up one more time. When they are they are doing a real live Cirque du Soleil <laughs> act on the carpet and everybody's like. <laughs> so, Q, you're right. You're not the only one that's over him. Clearly, everyone there is over him and his antics. And it just takes away from the greatness that we saw and, and realized with Billy Porter and this in this growth of him in the media space. I think he's just doing a little bit too much and he needs to pull it back a little bit. I think it would hit better if sometimes you would just don't want to, you know what I mean? Like if it wasn't every single time, because it's almost like we're exhausted, but when it's, it would be more special. It's kind of like when you have the wild, crazy sex that Q has once in a while. It's a big deal. But if you do it all the time, then that wild stuff is just regular sex to you, right? And it would be a special occasion. Now I'm going to get out of my bedroom. I, I think it would actually land better if it was authentic. You know what I'm I agree. saying? Like it, for me, it feels political. It feels socio-political. It feels like he's purposely always trying to make a statement versus somebody like an EJ Johnson. EJ just get a girl fascist effort because that's just what he do. You know what I'm saying? But it's like Billy is going out of his way to make to bend gender norms. And I appreciate him for it. I do. But but, you know, brother, sometimes just give it a rest. Sometimes it's just too much for the people in and, and between Will and Jada giving us too much of their business and you giving us too much Ringling Brothers, Barnum and Bailey is too much. <laughs> well, we ain't going to take too much time on this commercial merge. Right back in a couple of minutes with more TGIF. Hey guys, welcome back to TGIF. If you're enjoying the show, give us some thumbs up in the chat. Thumbs up, thumbs up. All right, y'all. Now, did you know even if you have an okay credit score, that can cost you hundreds of thousands of dollars over the life of a 30-year home loan? Well, that's why you should use ScoreMaster before you apply for any loan. Now, ScoreMaster can take a credit score from okay to great fast. Now, the average user adds 61 points in 20 days or less. Now, recent COVID surges will keep interest rates low for now, and adding 61 points to your score could really save you thousands on a home loan. But soon, those rates will go up. So before you apply, visit scoremaster.com, where you can add points to your credit score fast. Then you can maintain and protect your credit score with 24-7 credit monitoring and $1 million insurance fraud. Now, it only takes minutes to enroll, see your points, and get on track to get more points and qualify for the lowest loan rates around. Visit scoremaster.com slash T. That's scoremaster.com slash T to get started today. All right, y'all, we're going to take a quick commercial break, and we'll be back with more TGIF. Welcome back to TGIF. All right, y'all, uh, Tyra Banks. 
She's trending after a former America's Next Top Model contestant detailed her alleged experience on the show. Now, Sarah Hartshorn from Cycle 9 of Top Model went on Twitter and expressed that contestants only received $40 a day without residuals and they had to pay for food. Hartshorn uh, also expressed that contestants were under contract and if they choose to no, chose to no longer participate on the show, they were threatened with multi-million dollar lawsuits by the show's handlers, security, and lawyers. Now look, people love coming for Tyra Banks for some reason. What are your thoughts on this former contestant speaking out about her experience? And do you think she's coming off as ungrateful? So, you know, two, two things can be true here at the same time. First, with all the money that Tyra and them were making as hosts and, and all the money that that show was bringing in in advertising revenue, there's no reason why they couldn't have paid those girls $100 a day, $150 a day. I'm pretty sure they're only filming across two or three weeks. That's number one. But part two of it is nobody made you participate. Welcome to show business, okay? The business that does not pay until it pays, okay? This, hey, Claudia, you can speak to that. I can tell you the countless amount of times I still turn my turn on my TV and see my damn face on that TV for jobs that I didn't get paid for, that they're still making money off of programs that I shot seven and eight years ago for free. You know what I'm saying? Or jobs that I got paid very little of nothing. It is what it is. Welcome to the business. The people that make you sign the papers, the people that make your ugly self want to be no model, the people that make you do none of that. The people say, here go these $40, go get you some chips and a Capri Sun. And if you don't like it, then you don't have to participate. And you chose to participate. You don't get to complain on the back end when you chose to participate. Now, what do you think? You know, a contract is a contract. Number one, all of the participants are over 18 years old and they signed the contract. The contract said what you were going to receive. Now, what she didn't share was in that contract, they uh, get exposure, international exposure. They get business opportunities offered to them for being exposed internationally. Their travel, all their travel was taken care of and all of their room and board was taken care of. This is nothing new. It's just unfortunate that she thought exposing her was going to do something good for her when in fact it's not. I think it's going to hurt her more than anything. But let me tell you, Claudia, I don't know about you and Q, y'all need to tell me. I feel like the last few years just been a silent campaign to debunk dismantle and discredit Tyra Banks in the entertainment industry. Do you guys feel that? I get that vibe too. I get that vibe too. Yeah, and I think they're coming for her legacy. And I haven't put my finger on when it started, but it kind of felt like it started when she had that uh, misunderstanding with Oprah. You know, is it that or could it be the Ellen situation where you really are a bad person and people are tired of you walking around having this super clean persona and they're just like, we want to tell y'all who the real thing is. I mean, I don't know. I've never met the woman. Well, I don't that, you know, that knows her, but that it, is seems, the rumor. it seems as if people are out to prove that she is not as wholesome as she gives and that she's not. I, I, I try not to buy into that, those kind of rumors because on any given day, in any different circumstances, people can meet you under different circumstances and have a totally different opinion of you than on another day. Mm -hmm. And you may have, you know, it, and it takes nothing to trash a celebrity. Um, 
at the end of the day, say what you want about Tyra Banks. There's a lot of people that we would have never heard of had they not have gone on America's Next Top Model and she got getting and they had not gotten that opportunity. Now, complain about it at the time when it happened. I've done jobs for next to nothing or exposure. How I look like 25 years later saying they didn't pay me right on this show. Well, the time to complain about it was then. But when you thought you may be in the running to win, you didn't say anything. You you were willing to do that for $40 for the chance for it to maybe change your life. All those pageants I entered, I didn't get paid. I had to pay money to be in them. And it sucks because, uh, all right, I, I don't know the context. I think this girl just went on Twitter and just started talking about this. Mm-hmm. And it, I, I don't know. It, it does To me, it comes off a little bit ungrateful, but maybe in. And at the same time, like you say, Q, two things can be true at the same time. I do think when you're on television, those shows make tons of money on those girls. Give them something for their time there because right. it is still a job and it did unique contestants to make the show pop. Right. You know, I think it's one of those things too, Claudia. I think that some of the girls go into this with the expectation that they're going to become BFFs with Tyra Banks. Because I've seen a lot of the interviews when the girls are like, Tyra don't care about us. We, we only see her two hours out the day. You know, we're doing X, Y, Z. I think, and then when they don't get that, when they ain't got Tyra Banks' personal cell phone number or, or they're not being invited to the, the cookout or the baby shower, now they're feeling away. You know what I'm saying? Because it didn't shake out the way they thought it was going to shake out. Tyra meets nine, 12, 1,000 people a day. She ain't got time to be friends with all of y'all. And I do agree with uh, someone in the comments. Uh, let's see. Someone said they should be paid. Uh, Kid Don 777 says they should be paid scale and they should get paid scale. Scale is the minimum to be on television, whether in the after or, or SAG union. And, and they should a lot at the time. A lot of reality shows weren't weren't uh, un, run by the unions, yeah, so they that, weren't under union yeah. rules. So they were able to get away with this. That's why they produce a lot of reality TV. They're like, oh, here goes forty dollars, and you're good. That would never happen now under uh, SAG after rules. Speaking of breaking the rules, mm. <laughs> oh, this isn't good news. Trey Songs is under an investigation after an alleged sexual assault in Las Vegas. Authorities have not revealed details about the alleged incident but have only said that Songs is cooperating with the police. And this is not the first time that Songs has been accused of sexual misconduct. In 2017, the singer was accused of sexual intimidation by Kiki Palmer. What are your thoughts on this new allegation? And do you think he's just a target because it's already kind of been put out there about him, so it's easy to kind of just pile on? Or do you think there's any truth to these uh, allegations? Either way, it's bad. And, um, you know, coming in, in this R. Kelly climate, I mean, it, it, you know, it, it doesn't make things better. Um, I'm by, by no means am I implying that Trey Songs may be an R. Kelly, but R. Kelly situation has taught us that we have to start paying attention earlier and sooner and being more diligent about these types of things. I've always liked Trey because he's done a pretty good job of staying out of the media or whatever the case may be. But as of recently, he keeps getting in the media for all this sex stuff. And I'm just here to tell Trey, I mean, you need to switch up how you're moving, bro. Whether it's, it's, whether it's true or false, it's something that you're doing that's making this stuff possible for these people in the media. Al, what do you think? You know, I believe Kiki Palmer when she said it on Wendy Williams and on Breakfast Club. She was very adamant about her recount of the details that happened on that video set <laughs> to the point where she hid in a closet. Remember, she shared that to abort his sexual discrepancies or sexual assault, she hid in a closet. And this isn't the first time that we've heard him sexually assaulting someone. 
But the, the best thing that I know about this is that Kevin Lyles is his manager. We know Kevin Lyles from Def Jam. We know Kevin Lyles has helped many artists like Megan Thee Stallion. I feel like Kevin Lyles need to pull the coattail of his talent and say, hey, man, we got to reel this in because now the whisper is becoming a voice and that we don't need. I think Trey Songs is such a talented, attractive artist that a lot of people like and they want to work with and be around. And he has great fan. He has a, a very adamant fan base. I just feel like um, I, I remember meeting him at the very beginning of his career. He did my one of my radio shows. So sweet and humble, bright eyed and just, you know, and it wasn't very recognizable at the time. But this business does something to you. And it's going to bring out any monsters you have, any demons. And I just feel like he needs to make it where he's less accessible, where you can't get to him and you can't even be in those situations to even be tempted. And if you have something you're dealing with, you gotta, there's gotta, yeah, Kevin Lyles. I mean, I hope that he has good people around him that can protect him. Cause it would be sad to see this man that did all this, all this good in the career path he is and messed up these allegations and Kiki Palmer. I love her. And I tend to believe women when they say things about this, cause it's difficult to make these accusations against someone so beloved like that without getting dragged. So I, I want them both to be good. You know what I mean? Like if there's an issue there, address it. If well, I, I got a question. I just want to know how much coochie they be wanting. You know what I'm saying? Cause I'm like, at this point, you're Trey songs. Like you don't have all the sex. Like you don't have all the sex, all the coochie, all the groupies. Like they, they don't never get all up, they don't never get bored. Uh <laughs> and just you know, want to do regular stuff like eat popcorn and watch a movie because you don't have so much sense. I would think that you should be bored of like just every single day. There's multiple women. And- That's what I'm saying. Like, I mean, Trey Songs and Chris Brown, I'm sure they, they have overdosed on Coochie at this point. Like, bruh. I think it comes to a point where it's just like, it's a novelty, you know, it's like, what can I get this person to do now? Who can I have? And who's going to tell me no? And why are they telling me no? I'm Trey Songs or I'm Chris Brown, but I don't, and just in general, I don't think sex could ever get old. I'm just tired of seeing people that we love and that are talented, that have every opportunity, like that are just like highly blessed Right. Mess it up over something so easy to get. You know what I mean? You're a handsome guy. You don't need to take it from anyone. And everybody knows the cleanest sex is prostitution. Okay. Just it's easy. It's a business arrangement. We ain't even got to worry about all this discrepancy stuff. Just buy you some coochie. Just 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 go buy you some. One last comment. Ebony said, if Kiki was white, people would have paid more attention. I will say that it did go away quite fast. And it's, that seems to always happen when it's a black woman accusing someone of something. All right, fellas, we're going to take a quick commercial break. We'll be back with. Welcome back to TGIF. All right, y'all. Uh, Jelaine, is that her name? Jizz Lane? Jizz Lane? I call that, I call that half a Jizz Lane. Let's call it Jizz Lane because, well, for obvious reasons, Jizz Lane Max. <laughs> Jizz Lane Maxwell's trial started Monday. Now she's being accused of trafficking uh, teenage girls to have sex with her longtime partner in crime, Jeffrey Epstein. Now, so far during the trial, several high profile men, uh, including former United States presidents, were named. Now, when defense called Epstein's longtime former pilot, Lawrence Paul uh, Vysotsky, to the stand, Vysotsky said President Bill Clinton, President Donald Trump, 
And Prince Andrew were among the politicians and celebrities that he flew on Epstein's private plane. He also named Kevin Spacey and Chris Tucker, amongst others, who were also spotted on the jet. Now, are you surprised by some of the names that have been on the jet? Or could it be innocent that they just went to his parties? What do y'all think about this? You know, as salacious as this story already is, and as much as we are waiting for Jez Lane to sing like a canary and let us know who all been playing that little young tenderoni tussie cat, there's no story here. I mean, unless the pilot is telling me that he's seen them playing with little girls on the airplane, as far as I'm concerned, this is just some people who were traveling back and forth. I mean, Al, just because you a bank robber and me and you go out to dinner don't make me a bank robber along with you, especially if I was not aware of what you was doing. And what you're not going to do, Jizz Lane, is, is drag Chris Tucker in this mess, okay? He is a fine, outstanding citizen. He ain't touched nobody. He ain't did nothing. And I do not appreciate you trying to implicate my boy, Chris Tucker, in this crazy, nasty white people mess. Okay. Chris was on that plane because he was talking about movie deals and stuff. He was not messing with them girls. Okay. Don't, don't be, uh, and don't mention nobody else black either. Cause we wasn't, we, we, we wasn't over there for that. We I think to- naming the names is a way to get attention that doesn't necessarily mean that these people should be implicated in the sexual abuse right. part of this story. Al, what do you think? Um, I'm pissed off. Okay. And I want to know why this woman who's a sex trafficker, not like as many years as Bill Cosby, as many years as R. Kelly, they sex traffic, but we don't get the media attention for her sex trafficking women as R. Kelly got or that Bill Cosby got. This whole situation pisses me off. I'm tired of the inequities in the media coverage over this sexual sex trafficking and sexual deviance. When it comes to black men, you drag us like dogs. You treat us like dogs and you you reveal us to the world as inhumane. But as with this woman, we don't even have coverage on her every day. We have coverage every day on Bill Cosby. We have coverage every day on on um, uh, uh, R. Kelly. This is a woman that is uh, that is uh, fishing for other women. She is a woman who is the culprit here, who's who's tricking these young girls to traffic for men. But she doesn't get the same coverage that an R. Kelly and a Bill Cosby does. This is disgusting, and I'm sick of it. We need to be just as outraged over this woman as we are for R. Kelly and as Bill Cosby. So white people, where are you at on that outrage? And the outrage shouldn't be just because it's little girls being sex trafficking, but it's a woman at the helm of it. I need main media to stand up to this inequity. This is a miscarriage in journalism, period. I I think because they don't know how to say her name. (laughs) (laughs) Whatever, it's not right. (laughs) Could it, you know what, could it it be um, something innately that we treat her different because she's a woman? That, 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 and that, that, that's part of the reason. And a white why. woman. Or that, yeah. that she is the daughter of a billionaire who allegedly possibly killed her daddy so she can take the money and go play in the States to sex traffic Americans. This is disgusting. Mm-hmm. Well, hopefully this trial will bring about, I think a lot of people don't know the story and they should because this is a huge story. They can't, then killed off Jeffrey. Listen, I'm just ready for the other shoe to drop. Okay, like this with this whole Jeffrey Epstein thing, they've been dangling his names, uh, you know, ever since he was damn alive. God, dog, give us the names and tell us what they did and who all it is. 
You know what I mean? That, that's what I'm waiting wow. for. Well, someone did testify, I think, I believe today that she was 14 at the time that Ghislaine, she uh, brought this 14-year-old girl on to meet Donald Trump. What what 14-year-old girl, and he was not president back then, okay now? What 14-year-old girl gets brought to meet this man who already had a reputation? Remember, it's the same 14-year-old girl that was at the Playboy, mag- the play- the Playboy uh, mansion at the Playboy party. That's the same little girl. They flew yeah. over. That's the same little girl. You know what's funny? And you brought something up, Al. You know, the, the 14 and 15-year-old black girls in the R. Kelly trial were villainized. Like, they were the biggest skank whores, and they knew what they was doing, and they was grown. They knew. But these girls are treated more like little girls that were victims, and they all should have that. They're all little girls. You want to know what's funny? And, 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 I, and, I hate, and, I, and I hate what I'm about to say, but I'm going to say it anyway. Like... I- I don't want to hear no mess about nobody talking about they was traumatized, that they was 14 or whatever. Where was your mama and your daddy? Okay. Where was your parents at? There, I cannot think of any circumstance in the world where I would be 14 years old and 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 and, and have an opportunity to meet Donald Trump and my parents would not be present. I you can't give me a scenario how a 14-year-old gets detached from their parents to be able to canoodle with grown men. I just don't understand it. I just you don't have to tell me she was a runaway this. or a meth addict or, 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 or sleeping under a bridge or something to make this make sense to me. Why aren't we reading about this every day? We've read about Bill Cosby every day. We've read about R. Kelly every day. Why aren't we reading about this every day? Why? Well, is- we will talk about it again on Friday and we will definitely keep on doing our part yes. to make some journalistic... Uh, Equality. We, we finna drag your ass, you old <laughs> German shepherd looking hell. <laughs> hey, before we go, Omarion is trending after people confuse the spelling of the new COVID-19 variant Omicron with Omarion's name. Now, Twitter users poked fun at the confusion and are now calling the new strain the Omarion variant. Take a look at just uh, a few of the tweets I've been circulating around. One Twitter user wrote, in line for my booster right now, Omarion will not dance his way into my life. Uh, Nick Rosenberg on Twitter wrote, the Omarion variant is no joke. It can cause a cardiac condition where it puts an icebox where yeah. your heart used to be. <laughs> oh, man, they will make a joke. Black Tittle Twitter will make a joke out of everything, won't they? I love Twitter. We like Omarion, actually. You like Amar- Amarion? Yeah, I think he's one of the coolest people in the industry. I'm sorry. I they never need had... to call it the Omarosa variant. <laughs> that's more fitting. That they well, don't bitch you, they don't want that. But that's a whole nother show for a whole nother day. <laughs> the Omarosa variant. Ooh, I'm biting my tongue right now. Don't bite it. Wait a lady long. I'm trying, I'm trying to do better. I'm trying to not be on the blogs and get dragged this week for my All right. opinion. All right, y'all. This was a fun show. Y'all have a good time tonight. It was, you know, it was good, good to be back in the saddle. I actually missed y'all. Did you really? Yeah, and the people was blowing us up on social media about us being off last week. I mean, y'all, we got families. We want to, you know, eat turkey and stuff too sometimes. Right, right, right. Well, I had a good time with you all. All right, y'all. Make sure you stick around. Uh, the uh, Black Report is coming up next. And make sure you tune in this Friday for more T 